Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. Hi and welcome to episode 53 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. It's just Emily and I today. It's just us. No one wanted to come hang out with us. No special people. But the way that these have been running, it's been a little rapid fire getting these done, just lining up. You know, normally it's like... Well, in the first season, we would shoot on like a Monday, Tuesday, edit Wednesday, Thursday, and publish on Friday. So it, it it's uh, these new publishing days and whatever. Yes, our calendar's a little off, but I do have a really awesome list of people that are going to be joining us yeah. in the next few podcasts. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, but until then, today is a podcast I'm really excited about. Yes. Because this podcast is, so last podcast was all about stuff you guys know about. All right, because obviously, as the audience found out, I don't know anything about football. Um, And that's fine. I hope everybody had a few laughs about that. Yes. Uh, But today, um, for those of you that are just listening, you can't see the table right now. But if you're watching this on Facebook or Instagram, uh, we have a table full of. Well, go ahead, Dustin. Tell me. Tell me anything. What's on the table today? (laughs) So we have some (laughs) cowboy guns because, as we've mentioned before, uh, you know, Emily has a background in competition shooting, both recreational competitions and, uh, you know, collegiately and coaching and doing all kinds of different things. And so uh, we thought it'd be fun to do a show based on cowboy action shooting, which is something you've done with your family for a while, right? Like you've done this since you were a kid. Yes. Well, so it's funny. We're doing this because my parents are in town right now. Um, I'm from Connecticut, so I'm not from Ohio, which is where we're currently at, uh, for those of you that don't know. But my parents are in town. We're shooting the regionals this weekend. So the Northeast regionals are actually in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have been doing cowboy action shooting since I was like 10. Uh, so I actually I talked a little bit about this on a gun talk podcast I was on, but I didn't give the full scoop. So everybody today is getting the full scoop. We're very excited. Oh, yeah. Um, And this is something I could talk about forever. So for those of you who think cowboy action shooting is boring, you're about to be proven wrong because cowboy action shooting is awesome. Um, When I was like 10, my grandfather actually heard about it at a local range. And a lot of you at home, uh, there's definitely cowboy shooting going on at your local range. You just might not know about it. But a lot of people, when they go to ranges and they see weird old Western towns set up, that's what that's for. Uh, so my grandpa found out about it, told my dad, he said, let's go do this together. And they started buying some guns, bought some leather, decided to go check out this new range. And my dad saw it and was like, oh, this is so cool. So he got home and he told my mom, he's like, Amy, you got to do this with me. And my mom was like, uh, that can be your guy thing. I think I'm you know, not going to do that. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of my mom and dad both love guns, but she just wasn't into like the competition side of it, Yeah, which I found can be threatening for some people. You know, some people aren't competitive like like yeah. I am. Yeah. Like uh, some people are just competitive by nature yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. It's a competition. And basically my dad was like, he wouldn't take no for an answer. My dad yeah. was like, okay, I really want you to do this with me. And so my grandma and grandpa both started doing it. My mom and dad both started doing it. And when I was like 11, my mom came to me and was like, Emily, do you want to start shooting with us? And my answer was, do I get to be in front of a lot of people? Yeah. <laughs> do I get to put on a show? Uh-huh. And my mom was like, yeah. I, I was like, okay, done. I <laughs> uh, did not care about the guns, did not care about anything. I was excited to dress up 
Yeah. Because in cowboy action shooting, you do have to wear a cowboy costume and you can go as into it or as not into it as you want. Um, and then you're just shooting. It's kind of like three gun. So it's very similar setup. Uh, you've got a rifle, a shotgun, and you've got two pistols instead of one pistol because, you know, with these, you don't have magazines. So if you're going to be loading your pistols, you know, you got to have all the capacity you can. So you've got two. Um, and really, it's just like three gun. You have a scenario. You're shooting targets in a certain order. You're being timed. You're penalized on misses, penalized if you shoot the stage incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started doing it and we just like fell in love with the sport. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of it's all over the country. It's all over the world, actually. Uh, cowboy shooting, you can find it in England, Italy, Australia, New Zealand. But in the United States, of course, is where it started. And super awesome sport, super awesome people. Uh, we traveled all over the country, did it. And then it's only when I realized I could not get a scholarship to college for cowboy action shooting. Believe it or not, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's only when I realized that, that I switched into clay target sports. And that kind of led me down the path that brought me here. Gotcha. But cowboy is my number one. The first thing that got the, you kind of oh, into gee, it. This was my gateway. Everybody has a gateway. It's like yeah. a gateway drug. Everybody has their gateway drug into the <laughs> shooting sports. And cowboy action shooting was mine. So, so one, one thing that I want to say early on in this, just so people hear it, is something we talked about a little bit off camera earlier. And that's you were saying since this is all like single action stuff and revolvers and whatever, that you know, you could actually do this more places because these guns aren't as heavily regulated as many of the other, you know, firearms are, especially semi-autos and things of that variety, because they have to be kind of not, not actually artifacts from the period, but period correct. Yes. Yeah. So all of our guns are period correct. So basically everything's going to be essentially pre-1900. So... That's one thing that I think a lot of people are really surprised when they hear I'm from Connecticut and I shoot guns like as a living. That's what I've always done. They're very surprised by that. But when you're from a state like Connecticut or New York or Massachusetts, you know, these states, cowboy action shooting is super popular. And for a second, you're kind of like, why is that? And then you realize it's because these states have some of the heaviest regulations when it comes to semi-automatic firearms, you know, ARs. I mean, we're not allowed to own ARs in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, magazines, you can't have anything over 10 rounds. Well, at the end of the day, with most of our cowboy stages, we're loading 10 rounds in our rifle and we have five in each pistol. Mm -hmm. So really you know, we're not losing anything in that capacity when we're shooting single action and these guns aren't regulated. They're, they're just as expensive in most cases, Yeah. but they're super fun to shoot. And that's, you know, one thing we've seen with a lot of people, they're like, okay, I don't have to fill out all this paperwork. I don't have to, uh, you know, worry about it getting taken away because these guns, I mean, these have been around since the 1800s, you know, take for example. So this is my, uh, 1873 model rifle. So this is, this is a Uberti rifle. So Uberti made this, but it's modeled after an 1873 Winchester lever action. So the rifle that won the West, it's my favorite gun out of all my cowboy guns. And you know, this guy's going to cost you around like 1300, $1,400. And, uh, with an action job on it, which, you know, if you're really serious into cowboy shooting, you're going to get your guns, you know, made up, uh, by, a gunsmith to run faster, you know, that'll cost anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars. So I think that's another thing people don't realize is there can be, you can put a lot of money into cowboy shooting. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, you know, you're not worried about investing in something that 
eventually will be illegal for you to have. Yeah. So when you're saying like not regulated, I mean, are these regulated kind of the same way that muzzle loaders are in a sense that like it's, you know, it's not the same type of background checks uh, or whatever. Like what did you have to do to actually get these? Well, you're still going to go through that kind of process. I mean, especially with the handguns, you know, a handgun's a handgun in the eyes of the government. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, I've got my side by side shotgun right here. That's, you know, a pretty simple uh, thing to get a hold of. But at the same time, you know, I'm from Connecticut, so really anything's going to be very heavily regulated. You know, there. when I was living in Connecticut, you had to get a long gun certificate to mm-hmm. own even a shotgun or a rifle, even at the age of 18. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people when you're 18, you can own a shotgun. Well, in Connecticut, you couldn't unless you got that certification. So I think it really depends. But I would say, yeah, there's definitely a lot less regulation on these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not... Like you're having to go through, you know, I know Rhode Island, you have like another specialized class you have to go through to own um, pistols and, you know, stuff like that with, with these, it's just, it's very simple. And it's, they, they also operate very simply. You don't have a ton of modifications you can do. You don't have, you're not having to worry about buying a scope or a red dot or anything. You know, it's all steel sights with cowboy action shooting. So there's no fancy bells and whistles. Yeah, I'd imagine you probably can't even do like fiber front sights or anything, right? It has to be just all it's straight all, up metal. Yeah, it's all steel. It's all, you know, we try to keep it as original as possible. And there are a lot of rules. So we have our governing body, the Single Action Shooting Society. And in that governing body, they basically regulate what's legal and what's not legal in, in shooting, in uh cowboy shooting. So, you know, they regulate what costuming should be. So men, for instance, are not supposed to wear short sleeve shirts because back in that day, men did not wear short sleeve shirts. You know, they're out of the ranch. Yeah. Dustin never wears short sleeves. Uh, Today, he like took off his quarter zip for like 30 seconds. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen. I have a shirt on underneath. I just want to be clear about that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to put my back brace on. I'm having some problems. Had to put his girdle on. I'm having some back problems. It's great. Yeah. Dustin's been limping around the office, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think people don't realize I think people just think we're like going out there in costume and having a good time. There are. It's like a weird cowboy renaissance fair. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and part of it is, but there are rules and regulations on how yeah. you should dress. Um, we have different categories, you know, so there can be different categories based on your age, but also on how you dress. So we have a category called. Uh, it's called be Western. And that's when you dress like Roy Rogers, you wear like the frilly bright shirts. Oh, so like Hollywood style, yeah, like that old, be Western. old Hollywood style. Exactly. Western stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. So be Western's like, and then there's classic cowboys. So those guys, so my dad always shot, you know, kind of, he wears more of a classic cowboy outfit. So you're more, you're trying to be more authentic. So there you're wearing chaps, spurs, roping cuffs. You're yeah. wearing a handkerchief because back in the day, that's what they would have worn. So, and guys always have to have a hat on women. We don't have to always have a hat on, but I will say the hot brass that flies out of our rifles, you yeah. definitely want to have a hat on. Yeah. So the hat is utilitarian. It works, but it's also for fashion. Everybody has different hats. Also for fashion. All right. Well, let's walk through each of the guns. Yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and start with the shotgun that's closest to you. So what is this modeled after and and kind of what what makes it specific to to your to your shooting? Yeah. So this so with cowboy action shooting, basically there's two types of shotguns everybody shoots. So I have the coach gun. 
It's made by Stoger. So this is a side-by-side 12-gauge. I've got two triggers here, one for each barrel, which is a little unique. A lot of people, um, especially clay target shooters, don't see that a lot. Um, But this was unique to the era. And so this is what I shoot. Um, My parents, on the other hand, they shoot the 1897 model pump shotgun. So it kind of depends on what you feel most comfortable with. I like both shotguns, but this is what I learned to shoot on. And it's what I got really fast at. Yeah. Um, So I just, you know, and I think people are like, how can you be fast with a side by side? But trust me, there are some awesome shooters out there that can shoot so fast with these. And actually, uh, for those of you that don't know, you're not going up there with a loaded shotgun. You do have all of your shotgun shells in a belt. So I've got my shotgun belt right here. And basically, I just load all my shotgun shells into this, and I'm having to pull them out as I'm shooting. So I'm loading that gun for each. So just two at a time each time. Two at a time. So if I'm aiming and I'm doing a good job, I can take down two targets. So shotgun targets are always knockdowns, so I can take down two targets at a time like those weird little ball throwing things at the fair kind of exactly it's like just one big carnival is what cowboy shooting shooting is we just you know we have a blast and are there like you talked about getting like action jobs and stuff done on the rifle are are there rules about modifications that you could do to these things like or just so long as it doesn't make any functioning components like newer than it should be um, there really, you know, aren't a lot of rules on that because a lot of these guns, you'll realize when you first get them, they are very difficult to shoot. Getting that lever open is really difficult. Pulling that trigger can be a really long trigger pull. Um, and with these, you know, this is a speed sport. You are timed. You're trying to get the fastest time so you can win. And there's really not a lot of rules on how much you can slick these guys up. But you do have to keep true to the gun. So like, for instance, with my shotgun, I can't have any ejectors. So I have to manually take those shells out. Would it be faster to get ejectors put in there? Yes. But would that be against the rules? Yes. So, so you it, literally like. Yeah. Pry so those really, bad boys out. really like, what happens. It's not like a new side by side or over under where you pop it yeah. and they go flying. Well, no. And it's really awkward when I've been shooting a lot of clay targets. If I've been shooting clay targets for a while. So my first year at college, I was shooting, you know, like five times a week and I came home for my state cowboy match and I shot the first stage and I shot my shotgun and then I put my hand out right behind it to catch the shells. And And then I realized, oh crap, (sighs) nothing. This will not eject. This is a cowboy gun. So you get really good at the motion. So it's kind of like a, like you shake it and they come out. So Uh, You want to keep that gun clean while you're shooting. So normally if you have a side by side, you carry like a brush in your gun cart. We have like little little wood gun carts. We carry our guns around in Uh, and you keep a brush in there. So you keep it nice and clean so that when you do just kind of you kind of like jerk it back and it'll both shells will come out. Gotcha. And and you said what era roughly would that style be from this gun? Um, This was, you know, this was like mid 1800s. You know, if you ever see. Like it's called a coach gun because it was always what the guy riding, you know, well, the guy that sat next to the guy who was driving the uh, stagecoach, mm-hmm. he carried one of these. Gotcha. So this was always like the stagecoach gun. So it just kind of became known as a coach gun. So that's the style of it. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the shotgun. I love it. I, you know, like I said, some people think the 1897 is a little faster. You know, my dad can pull four shells at one time 
and load, you know, one, two, three, four really fast. Yeah. You know, for me, I have tiny little hands. <laughs> and so. do they have to be 12 gauge or could they be 20s or no, what? No, they can, yeah, they can be different calibers as long as it's, you know, true to the era. So I started out with a 410. So when I was little, I shot a 410, you know, just for recoil. So it was smaller. Yeah. But the, I've, most people shoot 12 gauge. And what type of cartridges are you using? Like what? So these are just like Winchester. I mean, Winchester uh, feather lights yeah. for the most part. So my dad reloads a lot of shotgun shells, but for cowboy, for like big matches, we shoot factory ammo. And for the most part, yeah, Winchester feather lights is normally what I shoot. Yeah. So pretty Pretty simple. Yeah. I think people think, you know, trying to find these old guns is really difficult. Trying to find leather is really difficult. Trying to find ammo is really difficult. And maybe right now trying to find ammo is difficult, but for every caliber it is. But honestly, you know, I mean, Ruger, Vaqueros, you know, those are still popular today. Those Mm -hmm. single action revolvers. And that's actually what I shoot. Um, What I have here with me today is actually a Uberti. So this is not a Ruger Vaquero, but what I would normally shoot is I have a pair of Ruger Vaqueros. Uh, my mom wanted to shoot those today, so she took them with her because <laughs> they're way nicer. Yeah. Um, Uberti does a great job, though. So, you know, this is like your standard cowboy revolver. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, we they hold six, six shooters, but we load five in each one so that we always have a hammer down on an empty chamber when we're going up to the line. Uh, cowboy shooting is really, really stresses safety. I think every shooting competition does, but I think cowboy shooting um, definitely is where I learned how to be the safest shooter I possibly can be. Yeah, because on these old school guns, like you don't have these multi-option safeties exactly. or things like that. Like it's, you got to do it. I mean, all manual, yep. really. All the old fashioned, right? Yeah, everything is single action. So it's, you know, it, it's awesome because I think it's more fun to shoot. I... Last year, I built my first AR. I love shooting ARs. I think, you know, semi-auto pistols are fun. But at the end of the day, I think that these are just more fun to shoot. There's more motion. You know, if there if something happens and I need a rifle, I think I would grab my lever action before I would grab my AR. Really? Oh, absolutely. Hot take. Oh, hot take. Yeah. If anyone <laughs> in the comments wants to take me down for that. But, you know, it's. So what is what what is uh, the caliber for for your lever action? So here? this is uh, this is uh, chambered for three fifty seven. We shoot thirty eight calibers out of this. Okay. So and same with the pistol. The pistol's thirty eight. So okay. thirty eight special. Basically thirty eight everything. Some people shoot forty five Colts. Uh, some people shoot thirty two calibers. Those are probably the more forty fives, thirty twos, and thirty eights are all the most popular calibers you'll see in cowboy action. But thirty eight's probably the most popular. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and then what era again was this one? So this is 1873. 1873. That's wild. I know. Isn't that crazy? So this is, this is not original. This is a remake. So you people shoot originals at these things. Yeah. People shoot originals. Yes. Um, so, so one thing about cowboy action shooting, I will say is while it is a competition, there's no money in this. You're not winning a big money prize at the end, you're winning a plaque and you're winning bragging rights. Yeah. So a lot of the people that are there are really just there to have a good time. They're there to meet awesome people, you know, in cowboy action shooting, I've met some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, you know, these guys have been with me through high school graduation and college graduation. My high school graduation party was all cowboys. I had a cowboy party. (laughs) So, you know, they've become like family. And I think that's a big reason a lot of people, you know, we, and at facts in here, we talk about the fellowship of firearms and how 
important that is. You know, you think about going out with your friends and shooting, going out with your family and shooting the first time, you know, my mom and dad took me shooting. And I think about that and how my whole family shoots cowboy. And that's really that really embodies the fellowship of firearms. I think cowboy shooting while Faxon does not have any cowboy guns yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm another, work on that. Another hot take. Yeah. Another yeah, hot take. Uh, Bob Barry, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I have some pitches for yeah, you. Exactly. Cowboy guns next up. <laughs> but it's, you know, they're just fun guns. And I think you can get as into the sport as you want. It's like three gun. It, you know, if you really want to get into it and get some cool mods for your gun, you can. But if you want to show up, yeah, with an original gun and it works and it's safe, you know, whatever you can shoot, as long as it's in the parameters of the Single Action Shooting Society, yeah, you can go for it. So let's talk a little bit about your accessories here. <laughs> yeah. One was this this guy with that you hold. Now, this, this, this is actually like old school mag loader, so, right? Like, <laughs> so this is uh, a loading block. And a lot of people carry these. You know, it's not... It's not required, but it just makes life easier. So with cowboy action shooting, for the most part, you're normally loading. When you go up to the loading table, we have a little table you load at. I feel like in three gun, it's a lot of you just have the mags loaded. So it's like whenever you're ready to shoot, you just run up there. But with ours, you know, we're having to load that actual gun and then shoot it. Because the loading is part of your time. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, you're good. Yeah. So the the loading is part of your time only for your shotgun. Got it. Okay. So you're, you go to the line with your pistols and rifle already loaded. But the thing is, is, you know, we can't walk around with loaded guns all the time. So we have a little loading table and we have to go up to that loading table and we usually have 10 rounds for the rifle and then five for each pistol. So 20 rounds total. So we have these little things called loading blocks. They're just little pieces of wood that we drill holes out of. And mine has my single action shooting society number and name on it. Because that is a big part of cowboy action shooting is you have to come up with a cowboy name. Mm. We'll be coming up with plenty of ideas for Dustin. I mean, my nickname growing up was Dusty. I think how much how more cowboy could it get? You're right, Dusty that, Wallace. That was that was George Strait's name in pure country is Dusty. Well, I wanted that jacket really bad too. All right, carry on. Well, listen, I was 10 years old when I came up with mine. Okay. I was very obsessed with the movie School of Rock, starring Jack Black. I came out when you were 10. Uh, I don't know when it came in exactly, but I was, yeah. Like, okay. I was All right. That's fine. Um, but yes. So feel old for a second. Yeah, Just I'm, take it in. I'm, I'm feeling. Okay. okay. All right. You're good. I'm good. Okay. Yep. So I really loved that movie. And my favorite character in the movie was the drummer because he was real sassy. And Jack Black refers to him as Spazzy McGee at one point. Yeah. And I loved the name McGee. I thought that was like super cool. I also liked NCIS and I loved McGee. Yeah. I was a weird kid. I watched a lot of NCIS. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of took it and I changed it to Snazzy McGee. And I just never got rid of it because once you start meeting people and winning stuff, you can't change your name. Yeah. So to this day, every single cowboy I know either calls me Snaz or they just call me McGee. There's a lot yeah. of other McGee cowboys out there. We have like a little club that we all. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm okay. Snazzy McGee. Um, and that's my cowboy name. Um, and whenever people find it out, they never forget and they tease me about it all the time. But in cowboy, it's just your name. Like that's what people, people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hello. That's no matter how weird it is. They're like, okay, hi. And that's your name. 
Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of <laughs> like now with like influencers and stuff. Like there's yeah. so many people that, you know, you refer to them by their Instagram handle and not yeah. like their real name. Oh, yeah. Know? Like when we met Brandon Herrera, shout out, Brandon. I miss you. Uh, we were like, hello, the AK guy. Yeah. Mr. Like, the AK hello, guy. Mr. The AK yeah. guy. And yeah. I was like. Hello, Talon SEI. Uh, yeah. And he was like, that's that's not how you say it. He, yeah. But we're it's okay. We're friends. So yeah. Uh well let's talk just a little bit about the leather. The the because these, you know, like you say, there there is a fashion element to it in personalization, Obviously. but these have to be, you know, functional because this yeah. you said was for shotgun and then this is obviously your pistol belt. Yes. So you go up there with your pistols holster. So you always have your pistols in your holsters. And it it's not only, you know, because you're using that for shooting, but also it looks really cool walking <laughs> around with like pistols on your hips. Um, there's like no better feeling. Uh, but you know, we have holsters for the most part. Everybody has uh, one on each side, just evenly, you know, you're pulling one and then you're pulling the other. Some people have a cross draw. So that means the one on the left side or right side, depending on if you're lefty or righty, there will be one that's kind of angled and in the front. So you're pulling a pistol straight on one side and then you're angling your body so that you're still pointed downrange when you pull that second pistol. It's all personal preference on how high or low you want to wear your gun belt. As long as it's below your belly button, that's really the only rule about it. But you always have to have holsters. You have to have your pistols holstered. You know, uh, they just changed the rule in the last few years that you can stage your pistols if there's a table where you're going to be shooting. You know, there's an option to stage them. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, people are so used to that holster draw. You know, and that's the big thing about cowboy is also transitions. And it's really the same thing with three gun you know, learning how quickly you can pull it, pull a gun, put the gun away, pull the other gun, put the gun away. You're thinking about, okay, after I shoot this pistol target three times, I'm having to move to my rifle. I want to be putting my pistol away with my left hand. And as I'm doing that, I want to be reaching my right hand out to pick up my rifle. So you're thinking about these transitions as you're shooting. So that's where you know, holster placement and quality is going to come into play. You want to make sure your holster's in a good spot so that you're that muscle memory. You're pulling that and you're just going. Just going. So I, I'd assume then like the same rules apply for these, you know, utility and accessory items as applies to the gun. Like you, I mean, not that I know of anybody personally who has uh, a revolver like that in a Kydex holster, <laughs> but the, you know, if you're one of those people. Let us know. Yeah, That'd be quite interesting. Uh, but you, you know, I'm assuming even this sort of stuff, utility and belts and all that sort of stuff would have to be, you know, pretty, pretty era specific. Yeah. Pretty era appropriate. I mean, it's basically always going to be leather, but you will see, you know, on my shotgun belt, for those of you who can't see, um, it's still like these an are elastic still elastic. -y. So a lot of people have leather shotgun belts that are just leather. So that part that holds the shotgun shell is leather, but this one I have the part that holds the shotgun shell is elastic and that's totally legal. Um, and that's just one thing. Some people have found personal preference. Some people think it's easier to pull from a belt that has that elastic. And since there's no rule on it, yeah, you know, there's no big deal with that. There aren't a lot of regulations on the leather just as long as it's, yeah, not like too, too much plastic or anything. You know, I think it just has to be like a leather belt base. Um, you know, some people just use their normal belts and they buy the leather holsters to put on there. Yeah. But, you know, 
when I was younger, I got like a custom holster belt and everything made. Sadly, I got taller and larger, <laughs> so that does not fit anymore, but it's a real pretty holster. <laughs> so uh, last question is just what are you shooting at? What are your targets? You said that the shotgun is knocked down, but yeah. uh, you know, what are the actual things that you're you're shooting at, whether it's rifle, pistol, whatever? Yeah. So in three gun IDPA, you see a lot of cardboard paper targets with cowboy. It is never going to be paper targets. It's always going to be steel. So we're always shooting steel. And that's another super fun part of cowboy is I love shooting steel. I think there's nothing like getting that instant feedback and that ringing. It's like a lovely noise to me. I sort of got, I could fall asleep to it. That could be like white noise for me. Um, But it's, it's so fun to shoot at, you know, and with everything, our target knockdowns for shotgun, those are steel, uh, pistol targets, steel, rifle targets, steel. Uh, occasionally, if it's a really cool match, you'll have shotgun targets that knock down and will send up a clay target. Oh, really? Which I'm all about. That's and it fun. doesn't send it up too too high, but it it's high enough that it's a little challenging. And that's a super fun thing to shoot. But for the most part, you're always going to be shooting at steel. And I, that's one reason that today on the podcast, <laughs> we're going to be giving away some Caldwell Air 500 steel. Lovely. So yeah, I've got that right in the middle here. Um, Caldwell, one of my favorite brands in the industry right now. They're making some awesome products. And I actually was working there when we started developing these targets and I love these. These are, they're so fun to shoot. You get that instant feedback, that instant ding. And I just think that's one of the best parts. (laughs) Yeah, no, they are some serious targets. Uh, We're going to send whoever wins from this podcast giveaway that we're going to do. We're going to send them one of these AR-500 steel targets, and we're also going to send a pair of the Emacs power cords. You know, when you're shooting cowboy, you have a hat on, so you don't want the muffs. The yeah. muffs get in the way. You can't put your hat on over it. Um, I don't like shooting muffs with long guns as it is. So these Emacs power cords that we've got here are like so perfect. Yeah. You know, they're those little earbuds. They wrap around another nice thing in cowboy. When you're listening to the stage, you want to be able to hear them reading what the order is so you don't mess up. So that's another thing about wearing electronic small hearing protection is you can hear them talking, but also drown out all that steel ringing. Yeah. So, so I'd imagine when it comes to hearing protection and, and eye protection, you, you could be like as modern as you want to be. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's one modern part, you know, that we're all about safety, anything modern with safety, you know, we're, we're going to get behind. So iron ear is of course required with cowboy. You know, I had somebody asked me that today. They were like, well, the guns are probably quieter. Right. And I was like, well, you'd be surprised. We have some shooters that shoot black powder. There's a yeah. lot of flame. There's a big boom. Yeah. You definitely want iron ear when you're shooting cowboy, especially with the steel. Sometimes you get, some lead coming back not Mm -hmm. a lot but every now and then there's a little piece you want to have eye protection on you should always you should always be wearing eye and ear when you're shooting yeah Um, but definitely with cowboy i i would 100 percent say say absolutely you want to have the best so that's why we're giving away a pair of power cords so you could go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 53 to enter and uh, all the ways to enter will be there and don't forget to go back for uh, your daily entries uh, for visiting websites sharing with a friend things of that variety so make sure you do that and uh, this podcast will air while we are still in our 1022 builder event Uh, so you could go to factsandfirearms.com and you'll either see a pop-up or on our homepage 
Image Carousel, you'll see the click to enter. And again, that also has uh, daily entries that you could do. So if you've already entered, we still got a little time left. You could refer a friend, get some more points. You could visit the websites, get some more points. So make sure you go to factsandfirearms.com uh, to click on that giveaway, as well as sliding over to the blog page and click on episode 53 uh, to be able to enter for uh, the steel and the hearing protection. And then Emily, if people want to learn more about yes. cowboy action shooting, how do they go about it? Yeah, well, definitely check out your local clubs, see if they have cowboy action shooting there. Um, but you can also just do this online. Go to uh, the Single Action Shooting Society's website. They have an awesome, nice new website. And you can check out a map there that'll show you all of the participating clubs in your area. You can see what their shooting schedule is. And you can honestly just go and watch one. I actually invited some of our customer service guys to come watch this weekend, and they're super excited. They live just down the street, so they're going to come watch. Uh, it's a really cool sport to watch. It's really neat to just see all the costumes, meet yeah. all the people. Everybody just wants to show you all their fun toys. Because like I said, this isn't a game that anybody gets in for the money. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you're in it to spend money. Uh, ask my dad. He's got two kids and a wife that all shoot cowboy action. So yeah. he spent a lot of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely check out online. Single Action Shooting Society. SAS.net is that website. Awesome tool. Check out a range near you. Just go see it. Even if you're interested, but you don't know how to start, there will be people there that will let you borrow their guns, borrow some leather. Just, you know, get a hat, get some jeans, a button down and head to the range. Uh, it sounds good. Get a, get a hat like yours. Get a hat like mine. Should I put it on for the end of this? Uh, I think you should. My straw hat. Look at that. Aerodynamic. Very, very aerodynamic. Very fancy. So again, go to factsandfirearms.com, click on either the pop-up or the carousel image to make sure you get entered in our 1022 builder event and slide over to the blog page, click on episode 53 to enter to win the Caldwell Steel and Hearing Protection. We'll have links to everything Emily mentioned in the notes for the show this week. So you could go to the blog page and check that out. If you're interested in learning more about Cowboy action shooting and then as always don't forget to uh like our channel subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts uh we're pretty much everywhere pretty much everywhere you could get a podcast you could even say hey google play the facts and blogging podcast and boom you'll hear us and you'll hear it it'll be right there so make sure you give a like and subscribe so thank you for joining us this week watching and listening and we'll be back with episode 54 soon i am up i am up the facts and blog and